0: Hello everyone and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Happy to have you here as always. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host and I'm a little raspy today. If it's if you're OG, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, you know this isn't what my voice normally sounds like. But hey, what are you going to do? I don't know what the hell's going on with me. I'm not sick. My my ears popped so bad on the airplane on the way to Austin, Texas this past weekend that I don't know it freaked up my voice. And then and then hey guess what? Coming back home same kind of deal. But I'm trying to wet my whistle right now just so I don't get all dry. I mean, I swear to god and listen, everyone I've spoken to, everyone I've spoken to has the same thing. It's just that dryness that, you know, this season it happens because every year once my heaters go on, I That first week I get all dried out, but I bought a humidifier last week and I was all good. But hey, I don't know what the hell's going on. I can't even hear my right goddamn ear. So what the hell's going on with my ears? Tried to figure it out. But, yes, the pod is late this week because I got home yesterday, which was Sunday. By the way, if you were at the shows in Austin, Texas, you came out to see me and Jesse Mae. Thank you so, so much. Appreciate the support. I absolutely love meeting you guys. There were so many people that I met that are true, like, Secret Keepers Club fans. And I just love you so much. I love meeting you. And um, I appreciate the support, as always. There was a girly. There was a girly that said to me, she said, if you shout me out on on the podcast next week, I'm not going to be mad. So I said, what's your name? And she said, Brooke. And so this is a shout out to Brooke. And I said, I'm going to remember it. The only way I'm going to remember this because I'm so bad at remembering names sometimes. I said, the only way I'm going to remember this, is if I do one of those associations. And I told her the Brooke that I was going to remember was Brooke Hogan. The the only other Brooke. Brooke Hogan uh, of Hogan Knows Best fame. And if you're too young, you're too young, but get out of my face. That was a good show. I really liked, (laughs) I really liked that damn show. And then remember when Brooke Hogan, she had her own show, I believe. And she was like singing and we were all like, okay, girly, you know, do whatever you got to do over there, Brookie. But Yeah, that was a shout out to Brooke. Shout out to all the secret keepers I met. I love you guys so much. You're cracking me up. Absolutely cracking me up. And there was we were walking down the street, me and Jesse makes I found this thrift store I wanted to go to. That was like a little ways away and we're walking it, you know, it's hard to figure these things out. So I pulled the map up. We're like, oh, we'll just walk there. It's less than a mile away from the hotel. It's down a fucking highway. Okay, so this ain't my first rodeo. I've done this shit before because I've been on the road before and you're always trying to, you know, just get from point A to point B. So we're walking up this highway and a girl pulls over. I swear to God, a girl pulls over at the light. Gracie, shout out to Gracie. She's like, I listen to your podcast yelling out the window. I'm like, girly, be careful. So we got her tickets to the show. She ended up coming to the live podcast because we did three stand-up shows and one live podcast. But uh, it was really great, and I really love. Te- I love Texas in general. I love Austin, Texas. I gotta say something though. You guys, you really know how to fry some food out there. I can. My stomach doesn't feel good, and it hasn't felt good since I arrived in Austin. It's like they they know barbecue. They know how to fry stuff. They know Mexican food. So when that's all you're consuming, cause I have this mentality whenever I'm traveling, I'm like, Hey, when in Rome, when in Rome, I'm eating this. So yeah, I, I think I gained 15 pounds over, over this past weekend, but you know what? It's worth it. And tis the season. It's that season that I was talking to my friend about it last night because, uh, I got in from Austin and my friend said I want to take you out for your birthday so we went out for my birthday which was on Thursday uh last night we went to this really great restaurant called Ruby's you guys should check it out if you uh if you live in New York that's like not sponsored I don't know I don't know these people but it was real good and I've always wanted to try there it's so packed all the time I'm like oh maybe we'll go it'll be easier on a Sunday and it was but um I was telling her, I'm like, it's just that season, that time of year where like, you just feel sick all the time, because not only the weather changes, you kind of get a little cold or a little sniffle or a fever. And then on top of that, I mean, I swear to God, I could just, if I could just unhinge my jaw and just guzzle Thanksgiving food, I would like, I'm so damn excited to have, to have stuffing on Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. It's going to be, it's going to be a good one. I hope you're all, you know, going out to see your families and and stuff like that. But, um, I'm going to go home this week. I don't know what day my parents were like, we'll pick you up on Monday. I'm like, that simply can't happen. I get home on Sunday and, and I got it not for nothing. I got to get some matters in order. And I got to spend a little time with my kitty cats because they had a babysitter but it's not the same. They, they want their mom and I did give birth to them. So this makes perfect sense. Why I need to make sure that I'm around for them. Um, okay. Let's get into, you guys sent in a bunch of questions to secret at gmail.com. Um, and we're going to jump right into them so we can get, okay. So this one says, I am not over it. Plus a fuck, marry, kill. Okay. We love to see a fuck, marry, kill, let me open this up so that I uh, can save the fuck, marry, kill. So it doesn't get lost in the abyss. OK, so it says, hey, Carly, I hope you're having I hope you're happy and healthy. Well, I'm happy. You meaning yourself and the kings. Um, I fucking love the podcast and listen to it every day on my way to work. Got some episodes to catch up on. Been with you since your MTV days and cannot wait to see you live sometime soon. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. So here's my bullshit. Legit a secret cause all my friends are probably sick of hearing it. So I'd rather share it here with my girlies. I am that girl. Wifey material, got her shit together, going to the gym, amazing career, ambition, and you know, a cutie with a booty. But as we all know, I am also that girl that everyone says they'd marry, but never has a real relationship. My last quote unquote situationship, let's call it, went on for about two years and we called it quits pretty much before the first lockdown. I loved him and I always hoped for more, but I never told him because I knew he would push me away. His mom passed away when he was younger. And in general, he was a guy with issues, red flag. Uh, He projected a lot of his issues onto me and our relationship together. We were so intimately close. I felt like he was my boyfriend, just like everyone else thought. So I committed myself thinking that I could change him, but ended up, he ended up quote unquote cheating on me and just being an asshole in general. We continued staying in touch, and one day he just didn't seem to be interested anymore. I found out he had a girlfriend and things were going pretty fast with them. Now, about a year and a half later, I saw an Instagram post of a friend showing them moving in together. I thought I was over him, but my body is clearly giving me stress signals. My throat is dry. I'm shaky. I feel like I could throw up preferably on top of their fucking doormat. LOL. <laughs> I feel like there was so much left unsaid, but I've moved on and I'm planning to move to NYC actually leaving this quote unquote life behind, not because of him. Obviously I'm stuck. I haven't dated someone since summer of 2020 and I haven't had sex in three months before that it was only one night stands. Nothing I can commit to. I feel like like I'm over him, but there's so much being brought up by seeing this. I feel like I'm stuck by not being over it. What are your thoughts? Bless me with some wisdom here. Okay. And then she gives, Ooh, a Thanksgiving fuck, Mary, kill something that I just mentioned before. Cannot wait to do this one. Um, okay. So here's the thing. I don't think you even really like this guy anymore. I think you are over him. But I think when someone else moves on before us, we have no, uh, we sometimes can compare ourselves to like, oh, well, I, I don't have any prospects or I'm not seeing anyone right now, or I'm not sleeping with anyone right now. And you're also doing this thing that we all are guilty of doing, which is you're comparing yourself even inadvertently, unintentionally, you're comparing yourself to this girl that he ended up meeting right after you guys had this two year long you know, I'm going to call it a relationship, even though you weren't official. Um, it seemed like you guys really were close. Uh, so you're doing this thing where you're like, oh, well, he couldn't commit to me, but then he met someone 35 minutes later and now they fucking have an apartment together. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. And that's why we need to always make sure that we're having open and honest conversations with these people that we're seeing. I don't care how close you think you are with him. It's, if you're not talking about it, someone's getting blindsided. So it's important to have these conversations and not for nothing. If that conversation, you said you're afraid, oh, it might scare him away. And I've been in that situation too, but you have to look at it as like, hey, if this scares him away from me, then fuck him. Let him go. Who cares if he's not ready to have that conversation after a year, two years of dating, then he's not your person, you know? And I think, you know, that and I'm not I don't think that that was like, a, you know, I I think you've dealt with it in the right way where you're like, I've moved on, he's moved on and blah, blah, blah. But I do think that the the way these things are rooted, it's not because you miss him or because you want to be with him. You even said yourself, he's kind of an asshole. Um, but it's the. It's the way he moved on right after now he's living with someone when you weren't even sure if he wanted to commit. And now he's, you know, it's a thing I get it. But the, the most I can do is encourage you to moving forward. If you're having feelings for somebody, you got to talk to them about it, you guys. And, and I'm saying that to protect yourselves, because if you don't know it, it's probably not going to work out in your favor. That's all I'm saying. And I'd rather, you know, I'd rather know five months into seeing someone casually, if they see this turning into something or what they want or whatever, and five months I'm being generous. Okay. Because I'll, I'll, date, I'll ask someone on the first date, do you want to marry me? I don't care. I, I'm fucking too old to care about men's feelings. I'm like, that. I sit down on a first date. I'm like, Do you like your family? Is your family cool? Yeah. Okay. Do you like your job? Yeah. Okay. Do you have friends? Yeah. Are you crazy? No. Do you want to marry me? But I'd rather know less than a year in um, what this could possibly be, whether it's casual or something more serious than dating someone for two years and then finding out. Because that hurts. Because that hurts. Because you formed an attachment to them. You know, I have a friend that, um, was seeing this guy for a little bit and she kept doing this thing where she was like, I don't want to bring it up to him. I don't know what he wants, but I don't know if he likes me. He, he was really, really throwing out mixed signals. And I said, girl, I, I've been here before with a guy so similar to this, where like when you're together, he's so complimentary and oh my God, you're so beautiful and you're so cool and funny and like all this stuff. And then when you're not together, you don't hear from this guy for God knows how long. And then you never really make plans. And then it's very last minute. And it's all these things. And I said, you just got to say something to him about it. And what happened? She said something to him about it. She got the answer that we all were expecting her to get, which is him being like, oh, you know, I just got to go to the gym when I get out of work. Fucking guys that go to the gym. Listen, I get it. You're healthy. Good for you. But if that's like your main thing, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I can't do it. We're not similar at all. I can't sit here while you eat broccoli and, and broiled chicken with no seasoning on it 14 times a week. I can't sit here and look at you doing that. Okay. It hurts my mental health at that point, but she wouldn't know. She would still be in the situation if she didn't talk to him about it, but, um, I think onward and upward. You're moving. You have plans to move. You're going to New York. There's plenty of fucking assholes out here that you could date. Could give you a laundry list, um, if, you, <laughs> if you're interested. But um, yeah, I think you're doing all the right things. You're you're getting yourself out there, and uh, you know you'll meet someone that makes it all make sense. It makes it all worth it. Okay. This next one says bumping, please help angel. Okay. So this was a bump. This was a bump because I must have, it must've slipped through the cracks. Sometimes these things end up in spam and yada, yada, yada. So I always say you guys bump in the emails if they don't get answered. Cause I want to, I want to hear from you. Okay. So this one says, hi, Carl's my question is short and sweet. How long does it take to become friends with an ex after breaking up? I'm currently going through a breakup and something that has been bringing me a lot of hope during these dark times is the thought of being friends eventually, which we both agreed we wanted when we broke up. No flirting slash trying to get back together. Just real genuine friends. You've been open about being friends with multiple exes. So how long does it usually take? Um, oh my God. And then a picture of the cat. Oh, the cat sitting by the window as they do. So. Here's the thing, these things take their own time. There's no specific time frame I would tell you of like this is how long you need. It really the the thing that matters is that you are both healed and moved on before you start being friends again. You know, before you start hanging out and whatever. Because if there's a little bit, uh, you know, lingering there if you just got out of a relationship, and those feelings are lingering and you're missing them in that romantic way or in that kind of just like comforting way, where it's like this person was a consistent, you know, comfort in my life. Then I would say, pause. You got to go through your own thing. You got to heal. You got to go through the motions. These things take a lot of time. Getting through a breakup takes a lot of time, depending on how long you were with the person, too. Um, so I think it's important that you've healed and moved on and they have done the same thing. Um, you know, it, it, it depends on the person. I also have been in relationships where we both kind of mourned the relationship while we were in it. That makes any sense? Like we knew it wasn't forever. We knew we were going to break up, but you know, breaking up takes like literally fucking six months because you think you're going to break up and then everything's so great. And then you get to a fight and then everything's great right after that. And then, you know, it's a lot, but that relationship, we kind of were friends immediately after. Cause we both were like, you know, we, we made peace with it while we were together and we weren't sleeping together while we were together. (laughs) So it wasn't like, Oh, we, we won't have sex. It's like, no, we weren't having sex for a long time, but yeah, it just depends. It depends on the relationship, the people and, and how long it takes for you to, you know, heal. All right, let's get to this next one. This one says evil teen advice, by the way, you guys, sorry. I feel like my voice is, is more annoying than usual, which is saying a lot. And a couple of people had said to me over the weekend, like, oh, your voice is different. I'm like, I don't know. But now I'm hearing it in my cans and I'm like, oh, yeah, there you go. OK, so this one says evil teen advice. Hi, Queen Carly and Kings Robert and Stanley. Of Fuck, Mary kill at the end. Long time listener. First time writing in. I've been dating a hottie with a body for two years now. We moved in together six months ago and it's been amazing. He has two brothers. One is 17 and we get along well. He's so polite and we joke around often. The other brother is 15 and he's a literal devil dressed in sheep's clothing. Just a little backstory. I host game nights for them where I cook and provide snacks while they play video games all day and all night. We've taken them to theme parks five times in the last two years. That includes me going in halfsies with my boyfriend for them in terms of gas, food, hotels and such. And I don't mind that. But after this last pumpkin carving competition I hosted for them and their friends, I'm convinced this boy hates me. When we first met, he said I had a big nose. Carly, it took all not to cry and laugh because how dare he? Next time we went over, he was drawing pictures of everyone in the family and he drew me as a witch and everyone else as human. I should have punched him, but I reminded myself that he's a teenager. Sometimes I go on the Twitch that they chat in, and I just say a quick hi and leave. But this boy chimes in and says that I'm balding. Oh, my God. Mind you, I have a lot of hair, so I know he's just fucking with me at this point. The parents and his brother always laugh and say, oh, he's just a kid. He's failed multiple grades, doesn't leave his house or have any friends. He's mostly unsupervised. Now fast forward to the night in question. The important detail. My boyfriend asked to own this expensive hat that I have for an Indiana Jones costume. This hat had been in plastic and unopened for years because it was so expensive. I was waiting for a good time to wear it, so I let him wear it. I have the house decorated for Halloween and everyone comes over and it's lovely, but this boy starts breaking my decorations as he does all the time. Decorations are pricey, so I tell him to be careful and he goes, so what? I'm just playing and proceeds to look at me in the eye and throws my ceramic pumpkins across the living room. I don't say anything. I just keep on moving, but I'm fuming. Girl. Couldn't be me. Five minutes later, I hear my boyfriend say, give me back my hat and the rage started boiling. Not my hat, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I go to the devil and ask for the hat, and he says, It's my brother's hat. I say, No, it's actually my hat, so please give it back. And he threw it in my face. Oh my God. Naturally, I threw it back at him in his face. He does it back to me. And before I know it, I realize I'm in a physical altercation with a 15 year old boy that's a foot taller than me. I'm five foot. If I could have reached him, I would have hit him harder, but don't tell that to child endangerment services. After the party, I told my boyfriend that it was hard dealing with his brother, but I already had that talk. He said his brother is just a kid, so I need to chill, but he's 15. He's not six, you know? P.S. His dad is also a difficult man and likes to be the smartest person in the room and will make everyone else feel dumb. Everyone stays quiet, but your girlie has a problem with talking back and defending myself, so this won't be good for long. I told him I don't want to, go to his family's Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas party, but y'all I'm done paying for gifts for these bullies. My boyfriend thinks I should still go because it's family and I'll have to see them eventually. So sorry. This took so long, but I truly don't know what to do. And I need advice from you. Thank you so much. You're literally the best podcast out there. Kiss you right on the lips. Oh, thank you so much. Um, and then she gives a fuck. Mary kill. Okay. This kid is a little shit and I don't care. I know he's a kid. Like, Oh, we can't be talking about kids like that. He's a sh- he's a little shit. Okay. He's a 15 year old brat. He's never been told. No, nobody is disciplining him and it's giving, you know what it's giving. Remember when you were in school and there was a teacher that was always really strict and everybody, you know, respected the teacher and, and then the teacher like has the flu and the teacher is not in class for three or four days. I got to say that poor substitute teacher that had to come in you know the nice little guy with his little shoes and his little tie and they and he got i mean just nobody respected that substitute teacher because he was nice cuz he wasn't disciplining us he was like hey you guys want to watch a movie my name's mr bill or whatever the fuck his name was that guy so it's giving like th- he knows he can get away with it with you like does he treat his other family members like this i don't think so it doesn't seem that way and I think that's why they're all giving this excuse. Like maybe they don't realize how bad it is, but how could you not? To, okay. To me, if it's a kid, that's five, six years old, eh, what are you going to do? He's a kid, but he's 15. And if I were you, I would say to him, I, I would talk to him. I would talk to him like an adult. There's no reason for him not to like you. You've never done anything wrong or to hurt his feelings. And to be honest, you've put yourself out there in a really, I think, really nice way where you host little parties for them and you cook for them and all of that stuff. I think that's really, really uh, gracious of you that you're doing that for them. I wouldn't do that. I would cut that off right away. No more games. No, no more like, you know, game nights. And I wouldn't go out of my way for these people anymore, but if it ever comes down to it, you could just say to him, what did I do to make you treat me this way? And he's going to play dumb and say, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding around. I'm just playing. And you say, okay, well that hurts my feelings. And that makes me feel bad because I really love you and I love your family and I love your brothers. And I just don't know what I, you know, I don't know why you would treat me this way when I've been nothing but gracious and nice to you and talk to him like an adult don't treat him like a little kid and don't, don't get, you know, let that be the, um, excuse, you know, it reminds me kind of, of like, when I, I had this friend where, um, he had a, my friend had a friend and the guy was such a fucking asshole. And I remember being like, he's such a dick. Like, why are we all just like laughing? And my friend said, Oh yeah, he's an asshole. That's like his thing. I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't make it. Okay. You have to be nice to people and you have to treat people with respect. And like, it, that's not the excuse. Well, why is he an asshole? Oh, because he's just an asshole. No, sorry. That's not going to work out for me. So I would say something to him, talk to him like an adult and start the conversation off saying that like, listen, I'm going to talk to you like a grown man. Cause you're not a kid. I don't look at you like you're a kid. And I don't treat you like you're a little kid. If you want me to, I will you know, and you have to stand your ground, be that substitute teacher that just fucking loses it. You know, (laughs) but God, 15 years old. I don't know. I think that's too old to be just so disrespectful to a family member who is not the, like, why are the parents not disciplining him? Is it just one of those things where like, he's so bad at home and they don't listen to him that they're just like, let me just dump him. And just let him be somebody else's problem for a little bit. That could be too. But that's hard for you. I'm sorry. That sucks. I don't know if I would go. I I would go spend time with my family for the holidays. That's all. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsors this week. Secret Coopers Club is so excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I've talked about BetterHelp on this show before, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. We've been taught that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life or that therapy is for quote, unquote, quote, unquote, crazy people. Um, but therapy doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It means that you recognize that all humans have emotions and we need to learn to control them and not avoid them. We take care of our bodies at the gym, the doctor for nutrition. We need to keep focusing on our minds just as much. I absolutely love this. I think it's so great that they have something that you can do remotely from your home around your schedule. They'll set you up with somebody and it's it makes your life easier. And I'm telling you, anytime you go, anytime I go talk to somebody, my therapist, I feel so, so much better. So I, I really encourage everyone. I think that it can do no harm. Uh, better help is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Uh, Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by BetterHelp, and my listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Secret Keepers. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Secret Keepers. BetterHelp. Keep your mind healthy. Um, Okay. So this one says, where do I draw the line? Hi, Carly and the kitty cats love your podcast. I have long commutes to work, so it's nice to just have a podcast that genuinely makes me laugh. Thank you for that. So I have a best friend who has a boyfriend that's clearly not good for her. I mean, they dated a few years ago and broke up because he cheated. She then reached out to him over a year ago on Facebook, and I told her that it was a bad idea right off the bat because the ball's in his court since she reached out to him, especially after he was the one that cheated. Anywho, she recently found out in parentheses, snooped through his phone that he was on the dating apps on his phone. Oh boy. She confronted him and he basically said he didn't know how they got there. I swear to God. Uh, is this the same old song? Because wasn't there a guy a few weeks ago that, that he didn't know how the dating apps got on his phone. Like they just magically download themselves and, and create accounts someone in my life i'm not going to say who but someone in my life met someone on one of these dating apps and was so excited um and she's older um so excited because it's like you know the 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 pool's pretty small when you're uh, you know a woman or a man of a certain age and was so excited that that she met this guy and he seemed really great and he was divorced and he you know his kids are grown and blah 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 And they were going out on dates and just having such a wonderful time. Well, tell me why yesterday the woman's wife texted her and said, do you know that this guy's a piece of shit and he's been married for 30 something years? I swear. I swear. There's men on apps that are in relationships. So be careful out there, my girlies. Okay. So he was on the apps. He said he didn't know how they got there. Okay. Um, likely story as if his finger magically downloaded a few apps and the face recognition or passcode needed to be downloaded. These apps just happened to magically go through without his knowledge or consent. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even think of that. How you need, how it literally scans your face when you download an app. Oh, I forgot to mention that this was all months after finding out other stuff like him talking to his ex, liking and following females pictures on Facebook and following girls on Snapchat. Also, he is always quote unquote broke. So m- more often than not, she's the one who pays for everything. Okay. So before I go on, cause this is a little bit of a long email, I just want to say something and b- because I don't want to forget to mention it, you know, these things of like, um, you know, him talking to his ex, that's a different story, but liking and following other people's pictures on Facebook and Snapchat and all that stuff to me, and then talking about the snooping again to me, it's like, girly, you don't trust him. If you have to go through all of these things, I mean, how much time are you spending, you know, looking after someone, making sure that he's not talking to somebody else. And it's like, Hey, if you keep finding shit, what do you think the answer is going to be? I've been there where it's just like, I don't trust someone, but I really love them. And I don't want to break up because I don't want him to be with somebody else or blah, 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 you know, whatever type of bullshit that I convinced myself at the time. But I think about all the time and effort and energy and sadness that you feel that goes into being with a partner that you don't trust. And let me tell you something right now. I'd a million times rather be alone. So I I know this email isn't about you. It's about your friend, but you know, it, all signs are pointing to, she simply doesn't trust this man and she shouldn't. Okay. She usually asks for my advice and I give it to her, which she needs to understand. She can't be the, which is that she needs to understand. She can't be the fixer upper and have enough respect for herself to move on from this relationship. I even said that I don't think he truly loves her because you don't do those things to somebody that you love. I mean, you don't do those things in general. It's just a decent human, but especially to somebody that you love. Anytime uh something goes on and she gets in a funk, she basically stops talking to me. Not because she's mad at me, but because she wants to be alone, which is fine. But I have asked her numerous times to hang out, and basically there's always an excuse. The moment he wants to make plans with her, she drops everything to hang out. It's a little frustrating because sometimes I just want to have girl time. I just don't know what to do anymore. And honestly, I feel kind of used. Like whenever you need someone to listen to your issues, you reach out to me. But the moment things are going well with your boyfriend, I hear from you less. And now lately that she's been in a bad funk, I will reach out and check in and she's always super dry. Um, But what her, she'll answer always super dry, but what am I up to? And I will say nothing really is going on. And the responses I get back are usually super dry. Or if I have an issue and I reach out to her for advice, it ends up being a five minute conversation about my issue and back to her problems for the rest of the day. Recently, she barely reaches out at all. I'm starting to feel like a needy girlfriend. Like, I've reached out asking if she's okay and if she needs anything, but she's been so distant and she says, Sorry, work has been crazy, but yes, I'm okay. I hope you're doing good too. And a week passes by and I don't hear from her. Usually, I'd be like, whatever, people are busy um, if it were others, but I'm used to talking to her literally every day. It feels like, okay, so you want to talk to me when you have issues and then with him, and then you magically have time to talk. Um, Or you want to be left alone when he fucked up. But when you're good and you have no interest in talking to me, I just feel super taken advantage of and lonely. And that's a bummer. I am always there for people, sometimes even people I barely know because I just want happiness for everyone and any advice on what I should do. Should I reach out and ask if she's okay, or should I just do nothing and give her space and not reach out until she comes to me for once? Um, Looking for help. LOL. Thank you so much. Sorry for reading. Thank you for reading this long email. Oh, well, no problem, girly. Okay, So. If this were me, I would let this pan out the way that it's gonna pan out, which we all know how that's gonna end up. Um, you know, I, I don't wanna sound like a hater, but just the proof is in the pudding here. The guy's an asshole. If someone's sending you on this constant emotional roller coaster and this constant, you know, up and down, and you wanna shut yourself out to your friends and the people that know you. And and that's also a part of it too. Like she probably doesn't really want to talk to you because she knows that it's going to come up and she doesn't want to face what's going on, um, in her relationship. And she probably is just like, I'm better off just not talking about it. So that's a, a sign. Um, you know, I don't want to say, don't be friends with her anymore because I do think you guys are going to continue being friends. And I think your friendship is actually going to get stronger once this guy is gone. But, um, you know, maybe you can say something to her, like, Hey, I feel kind of like an asshole. I feel like I'm always putting myself out there and I don't, um, I don't know if anything happens, like, you know, why you've kind of been off the grid a little bit, but I just, I just want you to know, I'm here for you, but I'm not going to be reaching out to you as consistently anymore because it hurts. It hurts me. You know, I feel like I'm kind of losing my friend and that's all. I think if one of my friends said that to me, I would go, Oh my God. Like, I, I think sometimes when, when someone's in a toxic relationship, they don't realize how it affects other people. So if that were me and and my best friend or my close friend said something to me of like, listen, I feel like, you know, things have changed and I feel kind of like an asshole for reaching out to you all the time. And, You never have time or whatever, not making me feel guilty purposefully, but that would kind of wake me up a little bit to the situation and, and the way that it's affecting the people that, you know, really love me in my life. And I think that that'll, that'll get your point across. Sometimes you just have to come out and say it. I, I have definitely been in situations where I'm with someone and, and they make me so like sad that I don't even want to talk to anybody. And I just want to be alone. You know, so I don't want her to feel like she doesn't have you, um, to go to. Okay. This next one says, should I quit my current life? Hi, Carly. Hope you're doing okay. Love listening to the podcast. So I'm in a weird place. I don't know what to do. I'm currently a teacher and I'm teaching a grade that I haven't taught before. I usually teach kindergarten, but this year I'm teaching four and five. I hate it. I don't want to get out of bed. I like teaching kindergarten, but this school year has really made me ask the question, is this what I want for my life? I'm 34, turning 35 in January, and I have no prospects of a boyfriend. The city I live in is boring as hell, and I just want to do over. If I leave my job, I won't be able to pay my mortgage, so I feel like I'm stuck. My family will pretty much write me off as a loser if I really want to do anything or have a life that's worth living. I love making jewelry and I think I should make some money selling it. It would open up some cool opportunities, but I'm anxious about what people will think and I'm afraid to fail. I'm wondering if I should launch my brand to see where it goes and keep working with the hopes of doing part-time one day, or just stick to the job that I feel like is sucking me dry. Is it stupid to have dreams? Also, how do I meet people besides being on an app? Any advice about how to find joy in a joyless life would be greatly appreciated. I feel like I'm too young to hand over my life to other people to other people's kids with no life of my own. I know this is all over the place, but I'm seriously sad. And I want to know what you think. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. It feels like you're stuck in a rut. Right. Um, but this is one of these things that a few things that you may feel are negative are actually positive. Like it's nice that you don't have, uh, you know, if you're trying to, uh, think about a career change, it's kind of nice that you don't have a family to support. Um, it's less pressure. Uh, it's just kind of you, instead of you like, Oh, I have kids. I have a husband. What's going to happen if I want to take this new journey with my career. If I were you, I would buckle down and I would not leave my job because I know, I know you hate it, but unless you have other income coming in, it's just not, it's not the move right now because you got to eat, you got to have a roof over your head, but do the thing that brings you joy, make your jewelry, do it on the weekends, you know, make it at night or whatever. Anytime you have free time, I'm not saying overload yourself with work because I'm sure you already have a, a big workload to begin with, but do it on the weekends, do it for fun And start selling it. You can sell it online, have a little Etsy shop, do promotions, whatever. And you can sell it at little markets in your town, in your little town over the weekends. That's how a lot of small businesses get themselves, you know, up off the ground, set up a little table at a flea market. Hey, I used to do it. And it was so much fucking fun. And you meet really cool people. That's a cool way to meet people, friends and men and whatever, not, not that I'm sure many straight men are going and chilling at the flea markets. Hey, I never met one there, but you never know. I think that it'll have it. Something that's important is that we have something that brings us joy and something that that we have to look forward to. So you can set up your little cute table with your with your jewelry and and see where it goes. That way, it's not all of the pressure. Like, oh my god, this business needs to survive. Otherwise I can't pay my bills. You have it as a side hustle and then a side hustle becomes your full-time job eventually, you know, but these things take time to build up your business and to make, make the money and to have consistent money. Because I remember when I was working in the flea market, like we really didn't do it. Like we, we really weren't making like enough money because we did it once a week and it was just like more of like a very fun thing that me and my friend would do um but it was something that brought me joy i mean i was doing stand up at the time and i was feeling a little you know not that i don't do stand up anymore but i was feeling a little one sided um and i just wanted to do something different and i always loved thrifting so me and my friend we would go thrifting to these big stores in new jersey and long island and all this stuff and buy out a bunch of shit and then sell it on the weekends. And it was so much fun. It was something that I always looked forward to and it got me out of that, uh, you know, just every day is the same kind of rut that I felt like I was in. So these things, they take a lot of work if you're trying to be your own boss, but, um, but they work out, you know, and, and even if you don't make a fortune from it, you know, it's still something that you love doing and it's something that makes you happy. So just do it, do it. You're not tied down to anything. Just do it, you know? I love that stuff. And how do you meet someone? Oh my God, so funny. I was, <laughs> she said, how do I meet someone not on the apps? And it's so funny because I did something a couple weeks ago that I didn't realize how crazy it is. I was walking with my friend and this really gorgeous guy was walking towards us. And I just, (laughs) he was walking towards us and we were passing each other on the sidewalk. And I just went, you're so hot. And he went, oh, thanks. And then I just kept walking away. But my friend goes, what the fuck did you just (laughs) do? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like, first of all, who cares? I made his day he feels good about himself. I feel like I told the guy he was hot. And now from now on, I'm just going to, my friend said to me last night, she said, I've been doing that. I've been just like telling guys that they're hot. So maybe that's the new thing (laughs) I'm going to keep doing it, but then you have to stay for the conversation. I just kind of kept, I just kind of said you're hot. And then I walked away. Um, but it's one of these things, you know, you'll, you can go out to places, you know, it's kind of hard, like I think like doing go to a park because it's hard to say, oh, just go hang out at a bar, go to a park, go sit at a bar, at a nice restaurant. You know, you'll meet people there. Um, Go to like little things that your town or your city has. I don't know exactly where you live. I'm sure there's some there's some things, but I'm very pro apps. You know, I think that it's it makes life a lot fucking easier. It really does. Hey. Keep us posted on that too, by the way, because I'm curious to know what you're going to do. And I, and I will gladly be a customer of your, of your jewelry business. Okay. Hey, Carly, love you. And the pod. Oh, this one just says question. Uh, This past week, I finally grew a pair and told my boyfriend of five months that I love him. He didn't say it back. I was not shocked. He, in parentheses, men in general, is not emotionally advanced and said he was not freaked out, but he just wasn't there yet. I felt such relief when I told him because I've been waiting for the best moment for about three weeks since I realized I loved him. Fast forward three days and I'm freaking out that it's going to change everything and that he's going to pack his bags and peace out. I know it's an unreasonable thinking. Any advice to have me calm down? I should be pumped because I haven't been in love in nine years and I finally found a fantastic human to be with, but my anxiety keeps knocking. Love you and the cats. Keep doing uh, the 90 fashion TikToks. Um, Okay. Girl, you're fine. You're fine. He's going to say it to you when he's ready and don't let your anxiety ruin a good thing and a really, really exciting time that's happening to you. Honestly, like don't let your anxiety um, ruin this for you. This is the best part. The beginning is the best part. Then you start, you know, going through all the crazy shit. Oop. Oops, I dropped my my jewel there. Um, Okay, this one says fashion trends that make me wish I had memory loss. (laughs) Oh, because I talked about this last week. Uh, Hey, Carly, love the pod and you and your little fur babies. Anyway, I'm so glad you brought up ugly fashion trends from the early 2010s because holy shit, some of it was absolutely wretched. Infinity signs and mustaches on everything, quirky little sayings on every shirt, galaxy print or chevron pattern stuff. I'm actually gagging just thinking about it. and that big ass pendant necklace with the owl. Oh my God. I had, not only did I have that necklace, I got that owl tattooed on, on my arm. Um, so yeah, I was a fan of the owls. I do love owls, but I had that necklace and I do have an owl tattoo. So it was definitely that time. And I was just about to make fun of one of my friends that has a mustache tattoo on her finger. That was like very MySpace, uh, ask MySpace Tumblr esque. Uh, okay. Like what the fuck also so unfortunate that we fell victim to the spikes on everything and the jeans with the bedazzled ass Mi- miss me, rock and revival, true religion, etc. <laughs> I attacked pictures. So I'm not the only one reliving this nightmare. All of these were so incredibly fugly. And I'm so thankful I was a broke preteen during this time. So I didn't get to make these horrible choices. Apologies to anyone who had to suffer. Oh my God. Okay. So yes, yes, yes. So she added like pictures I don't know why the galaxy print leggings were such a moment for me. Like I never owned them because there was this brand that was, they made these ugly ass fucking leggings. Okay. And I loved them and I wanted them so bad, but they were so expensive. It was called black milk. Do you guys remember black milk? And they were so wild. The shit was so ugly. Like they had these, these leggings that looked like you were in outer space, like your legs were in outer space. And then um, they had the ones that I really fucking wanted. I swear to God, I was like really suffering through something because I wanted the black leggings that had bones drawn on them. Like it was like, like as if it were an x-ray and you could see the bones, like, why did I want those literally so bad? And why did I want the ones that looked like muscles? Like they were leggings that looked like, like uh, the body exhibit, like they, they looked like they you just had no skin and I wanted them so bad. You guys, like I was, I remember for like two years, like every single day waiting, like looking at the fucking, the fucking blackmail clothing leggings. And, and I wanted them so damn bad. And I wanted to wear them with a chunky shoe, but thank God I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. And this was like different times too, where, you know, like, Now I feel like no matter what you like, if it's a, you know, really trendy thing, if it's like a fancy brand or whatever, you get some fake shit, you get some fake shit. You get, you go on Shein, you go, or you go on Amazon, you go on AliExpress, you get some fake shit that, that looks the same. That's probably made in the same place. It just has a different tag. Right. But this was before that time. So I couldn't even get any knockoffs of these damn galaxy leggings. I love them so much. Thank God I never bought them the owl necklace purchased that, wore that with pride. Um, what else is on here? Oh my God. These like makeshift cowboy boots with the studded corner with those square studs on the corner. Oh my God. I had those in green and I got them from, um, rainbow and I wore them like so much and then the, oh my God, oh my God, no, this is bringing back way too many. This is like scarring. This is bad. The the Levi's cut off jeans that were like bedazzled on one ass cheek and the other ass cheek was normal. Oh my God. What was with us and studs? If you grew up around the time that if you're in your thirties now, I don't even know, maybe, maybe your late twenties, maybe your late twenties. Yeah. I guess your late twenties too we had a lot of bouts with uh you know rhinestones and studs in our lifetime very it gives you a little ptsd doesn't it um okay okay we got a it looks like a shit crappens crap so it says the ppc and a new york fmk the owner of the ppc hi carly and hello to the kiggies as well of course my friend recently introduced me to your podcast. And honestly, it's the only thing that gets me through long drives without wanting to swerve into oncoming traffic. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks. Shout out to your friend. Shout out to your girly that, uh, helps spread the word. I have a little shit crap and sale to tell you, let me set the scene. I was on my way home from a full day of spending money that I don't have at places such as Marshall's TJ Maxx and target. Okay. So she's a girly and she gets it. She's a girly and she gets it because those are our three favorite stores in this, in this uh, club. I turned the corner to my street and I asked my friend if we can stop into world market. Oh, I love world market. World market. Oh, I wish I had a world market. There's one by my parents' house. I swear to God, I love that damn store. I went there and I bought a pillow once that says ho, ho, ho. And and then I had an, I got another pillow that said jingle all the way or some shit. It's one of those stores where they have just unnecessary sayings on, on different, you know, pillows and blankets and stuff. Um, Oh my God. How funny. This is what she mentions. She said, I asked my friend if we could stop into world market before we get home, because I, if I don't go look at the cute pillows, I might die relatable. I head straight to the British food section because I decided right in that minute that I desperately needed to buy some biscuits for my tea. As I'm browsing the snack aisle, I feel a little I feel a little feeling in my bum hole that can only be described as freshly blown bubble about to burst. I look around and make sure no one's watching so I can emancipate the pent-up fart. And as I release, I feel a sensation of wetness. Oh no, not you shitting yourself at a world market. (laughs) Okay. My heart sank and I froze and thought shit to myself, non-ironically. World market is my safe place, and I felt very betrayed. I decided to grab my biscuits. I was not going to forget those babies. I went there with a purpose, and I bolt out to, to the checkout line. Oh, so you committed to the purchase while you had shitted in your pants. I love you. I sped home and send my friend off to run up and the stairs to my throne. I do a little prayer and pull down my pants to be greeted with a carrot-sized turd. Wow, a carrot. See, now I was expecting it to be um, like not a solid turd. So this actually makes me happy. I then decided to wrap my underwear into two grocery bags and take the whole trash out. I texted my two friends to ask if they wanted a chuckle and that was mistake. Number two, my one friend was laughing so hard. Her boyfriend asked what it was and she spilled the beans to backtrack. He had previously pooped his pants and he was the PPC, the poopy. He had the poopy pants crown, the PPC at the time. I was then inducted with the poopy pants crown and (laughs) I've been patiently waiting to retire my reign uh, to the next friend ever since. Oh my God. That is so funny. Girl. It's something I, I, you want to know why I got it in your defense. There's something about those stores that really give me bubble guts. What is it? I went to a Ross dress for less. I was like, I'm, I'm nervous. You know, should I be wearing a diaper right now? Should I be wearing a a diaper right now? Um, okay. Let's get to one other one. I think I'm going to record next week's episode to, uh, you know, this week before I leave to go to my parents' house, just because I think I'm going to be there on Sunday. So I won't be able to record. So I'm going to do, I think, two episodes with these emails. Um, let's actually jump in and do the fuck, marry, kills. Cause I have quite a few here. I have three and that'll be that for this week's episode. I'll record the other one after. Okay. So this one says, now this is a Thanksgiving, this is a Thanksgiving themed, um, kill." from the first email that we got this week, pumpkin pie, sweet potato casserole and turkey stuffing. Okay. I'm marrying stuffing. I want to eat stuffing all the time. And if you don't like stuffing, you can, I love all stuffing. I love stuffing from a box. I love homemade stuffing. I like stuffing with freaking raisins in it. I like stuffing with just celery in it. I like all the damn stuffing. You give me stuffing with gravy any day. Like you are my husband or my wife. So I'm marrying stuffing. Then we have sweet potato casserole and pumpkin pie. These are two things that I don't really care for. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, you guys know how I feel about pumpkin pie. It's not a pie. It's like a pudding. It's a pudding Um, and sweet potato casserole. You know what? I actually do like sweet potato casserole because it has the marshmallows on it. I wasn't thinking that. Okay. So I'm fucking sweet potato casserole raw dog. I love that shit. Um, I might even just eat the top of it, leave the sweet potatoes for the birds, but that's what I'm doing. I'm killing the pumpkin pie because it's not a it's not pumpkin and it's not pie to me. Um it's just the most unnecessary shit. I love a pecan pie, but pumpkin pie, I really can't get jiggy with that. Um, up next we have the fuck marry kill share Britney or Rihanna. What? How dare you? I think we're gonna marry Britney because we have to marry Britney. Brittany needs a good, solid foundation and a good, happy marriage, right? She deserves that after all these years. So we're marrying Britney. Oh no. Oh no. I can't kill. I can't kill Cher. Can I kill Cher just out of respect? Because I would want to marry Cher. um, If Britney wasn't in the mix with this, I would want to marry Cher because I mean, you get the clothes. It's very fabulous. She's share. It's you can't beat it to me. Share is like my soulmate. I think. Um, but I would, I wouldn't, I would not fuck share because that's disrespectful to my girly. You know, she. I, I think she's at a different level. Like she's not. You're not that. She's not just. You can't do that to her. So I'm gonna kill her just out of respect. And that's the way I'm spinning this one. And then you gotta fuck Rihanna, of course, because she's so sexy and she follows me on Instagram. Okay, so let's do this next one. Okay, this is another food related one: cannolis, rainbow cookies, and black and white cookies. Oh my god, this is actually really hard because I love all of these things. Okay, I think I'm gonna marry rainbow cookies because I love them. I love. I love. I'm. So, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm yelling. I love. Uh, when cookies have jelly. And if you are familiar with a rainbow cookie, there is jelly in between all the different flavors. So rainbow cookies, you got to marry. I want you every day. I love you. I want to wake up next to you. I want to fall asleep next to you. I want to brush our teeth together and cook dinner together. Okay. Rainbow cookies, black and white cookies. It's hard because tell me if I'm crazy, but I say this all the time. The chocolate is very different than the vanilla. The vanilla is a solid entity. Okay. The chocolate on a rainbow cookie is mush. I don't need it. I only eat the vanilla side, but oh boy, is that vanilla side really good and worth it. I'm killing cannolis. I'm fucking the black and white cookie. Only the white side though, because the, the, the chocolate is too mushy and, and the, there's something about that vanilla frosting. I don't know. It's crazy. It, it gets me, it gets me all riled up, but anywho, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a very happy holiday and you're healthy and you're, and you're happy and you're being nice. And we love you. Um, you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub@gmail.com. at gmail.com I have another episode that I'm going to record for you guys. So you have something for Monday of next week. I'm sorry that this one was late. Don't freaking burn me at the stake. You know, I love you and I will see you soon. Bye.